Father in heaven, please abide with us now as we study. Is our prayer we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the Gospel Space. And I'm your host, Uluwa Femi Olanira. Today we'll be studying Exodus chapter 32, the gold calf. But before that, let us touch again on our previous episode. Our previous episode, the highest recommendation. And that is such a powerful chapter of the Bible that God has revealed to us. And that chapter is packed with a lot of information. And the one as the title says the highest recommendation we read and god revealed to us that god knows you and he knows me he knows what i'm doing and he knows what you are doing now can i be recommended can you be recommended as he recommended his son bezalel the artistic man who he has blessed with his spirit and was very skilled in 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 in, in walking gold silver and metals that's so high that is so high. Moses didn't say, oh, oh God, I know someone who is fit for this job. God said, I have selected him. Not mentioning his name alone, but even his father and the tribe in which he comes from. God is good. He's very present. He knows you. He knows me. He knows every information. That is good. God is good. God is good because even because he even knows everything that concerns us, meaning in areas where we are wanting, he knows. And it's interesting we have read, or you might have heard in the Bible, that even before we ask, he knows and he sees our heart. He knows all our needs and our desires. And he will attend to them according to his will. According to his will. Praise God. Praise God very much. So many events have been happening so many events happening all over the world happening all over the world here the most anticipated event here in nigeria is the appointment of the president-elect which will hold on monday monday will be the 27th <laughs> pardon monday will be the 29th and you know there's so many court cases as to no, he, he didn't win in a fair way and this and that well that's the crisis in nigeria but all over the place i'm seeing um this issue of governments toying or trampling upon the rights of its citizens there are so many signs the one that stood out for me uh, is the events happening in india where the government is openly saying that they have no rights to their bodies. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this to draw your mind to the events of the things that are happening. The things that are happening are not normal. They are not normal. The craziness happening in the United States and in major parts of the West where um, they're having this crisis with transgender, uh, drag queens, a lot of madness. And all of this is just pointing to the end. It's just pointing to the end. It's pointing to 
a great showdown that is soon to happen the question is am i ready the question is are you ready are you ready to stand for what is true a lot of people concerning the issue going on in the west a lot of people are are, are shying away from saying the truth people identifying as animals and whatsoever that they are not and they are demanding the entire world to just accept it it's plain crazy it's plain crazy so this should stir us to look up to god to seek after righteousness to stand out remember exodus chapter 19 verse 5 exodus chapter 19 verse 5 that we said we are going to commit to memory it says if indeed you obey my voice you that is you and i will be a special treasure keywords special treasure unto god above all people on the earth if we obey this is the time to obey this is the time to stand out this is the time to really show that we you and i are a special people this is the time exodus chapter 32 the gold calf uh, as we study this today i'd like to say again i don't know how much i've been saying it in the past or in the past episodes that this walk or this journey God took the Israelites from the land of Egypt down to the land of Canaan is a journey that is like ours, taking us out of bondage, taking us out of Babylon. Babylon is it's it's a city of confusion. It's a city of of where of vice of sin, bringing us into light. Remember, the aim of this podcast is to know what truth is. Babylon is just mixed with errors. And we have said and decided that we would hold God's hands as he leads us into the path of life, light, even to the path of righteousness. And we are doing this and thank God we are seeing evidences. He is revealing truth unto us. And by his grace, this truth that he is revealing to us will be established by special grace. Now let's go on to study Exodus chapter 32. Go on, Exodus chapter 32. It reads, Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us for as far as this moses the man who brought us up out of the land of egypt we do not know what has become of him this is interesting now the reason why moses left their midst to climb the mountain in the first place is because they were scared of God speaking to them from Mount Sinai as that now they are still in Mount Sinai and for that reason he had to depart and go up on the mountain and speak directly to God on their behalf in the past we we have read that Moses just said for 40 days for only 40 days they were not patient Now, they now went to Aaron. Now, 
as at this point Aaron is not a priest in previous passages when we have been reading that Aaron will be a priest and his sons uh, Aaron will be high priest and his sons a priest is God talking to Moses on Mount Sinai the message wasn't delivered to Aaron yet at this point so they gathered to Aaron and said make us a God make us a God and it's interesting how they spoke about Moses so to me I, I, I see a bit rude <laughs> just somehow in my earrings just somehow it says as for this Moses the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt we do not know what has become of him there are just so many things wrong with this statement first the way Moses has been addressed and secondly they saw Moses as the one who brought them out of the land of Egypt not even God spoke with them with lightning and thunderings on the Mount Sinai they didn't realize they didn't acknowledge that it was God that brought them out of Egypt they said Moses I, I really hope we see ourselves in these verses and in these chapters that we have been reading right from Genesis chapter 1. Who do you see as your deliverer? Who do you see as your savior? Do we look to man who God uses to aid us in areas of need? Do we acknowledge man? as a savior or do we acknowledge the one who created and used the man to save because i i see um a confusion in the redeemer who brought them out of egypt they missed it absolutely absolutely missed it and it's 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 not a strange thing because the things that happened then are the things happening now. Now they cancel the instruction, the rebuke from these few verses, these two verses that we have read is who are we in our hearts and in our actions and even in our speech acknowledging to be our redeemer, to be our helper. And Aaron said to them, break of the gold earrings which are in the ears of your wives your sons and your daughters and bring them to me wow so all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron and he received the gold from their hand and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Wow. Now, idol worship with this statement 
must have played a very very must have taken deep roots in the heart of the children of israel and one thing we mustn't forget is this multitude was a mixed multitude the children of israel that is the children of jacob and egyptians and who knows maybe other people who saw that wow the gods of these people is a living god then they followed out of egypt so there is a mixed multitude here there is a mixed multitude here especially remembering that when moses was trying to shy away from the responsibility to go and deliver the children of israel out of egypt he said how how would they recognize that you have sent me what is your name and he gave him all the information and told him go and mute the elders in their midst they would know that i have sent you so considering all of these things that god has revealed to us in the early chapters of exodus it is evident that there is a very very strong influence in this request to make a golden calf there is a very strong influence it reads so when aaron saw it he built an altar before it and aaron made a proclamation and said tomorrow is a feast to the lord then they lose uh, uh, then they rose early in the next day offered bond offerings and brought peace offerings and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play wow the problem of the israelites first they broke the commandment that god gave them before they even sent moses to go and represent them on mount sinai the second commandment of not making any molded image of the heavens of the earth or anything even in the sea they they, they shattered it they shattered it now how do we now make images i don't necessarily have to build a golden calf or have any molded image no whatever i value more than my creator has become an image it has become an idol it could be a person it could be a child it could be wealth it could be anything as long as it is more cherished than our father it is an image now something stood out in this verse and that is excuse me pardon and that is in verse 5 Aaron said tomorrow tomorrow will be a feast to the Lord now the Lord here is spelled in capital letter now what this is saying to me is these people these Israelites they were used to having a figure as God I could be wrong 
but they were used to having a figure as a god. So when Moses was around, they saw Moses as a god. Now that Moses is absent, they needed to see something to worship. They needed to see a representation of which God already discouraged in the giving of the second commandment that let there be no created, carved, molded image. Does your faith have to see? Are you like Thomas? Am I I like Thomas? Do I have to see before I believe? It's the question we must search our hearts. Because the truth that God is revealing to us is to help us and guide us and bring us out of out of whatever darkness that the devil has led us into. And the Lord said to Moses, Go, get down for your people. Interesting. He says, Get down for your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I have commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and, sent, uh, and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make you a great nation. Wow. It's interesting that in this conversation that God is having with Moses' his servant, he also then sees, he also denies them as they have denied him. He said, your people. In Exodus chapter 19 verse 5, he said, if you obey me, you shall be a special treasure to me. So at this point of disobedience, <laughs> special is even a big word at this point. They were not his. Wow. Wow. In areas of disobedience, we cease to be God's children. According to Exodus chapter 19 verse 5, according to God's confession, if we disobey, we cease to be a special treasure. You know, one... Um, One confusion or one error, one false understanding the devil has succeeded in planting in the heart of people is if there are signs of success, then it means that God is with you. It's a lie. It's a lie. Do not forget. The devil also tempted Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, with riches. Meaning he could also make people get wealthy 
Because I'm rich or because you are rich and in disobedience does not mean God approves of whatever we are doing. No, the devil can provide. Now, in the area of disobedience, God then tells Moses, your people, my people already ended. And now tells Moses, your people have sinned and they have turned against me and done contrary to all that I have commanded. I wish to consume them. This is scary. This is scary. Scary in the sense that an act of disobedience makes God, the Creator, look away from us. Just a single act. And in this act, there is nothing like little or big, as, as I've heard so many times, say white or small lie or whatever. An act of disobedience turns the face of God from us. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people? Moses returned it. Your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out of brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heavens and all the land that I have spoken of I give to you, I give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people. Oh, thank God. Thank God for such an advocate. Thank God for Moses. Now, there is one thing I noticed or there is one thing I have noticed in this plea. Moses pled on behalf of the children of Israel. In his plea to God, if you notice, he returned every word, every promise God had made. Every. Then it began to acknowledge the mighty power, the majesty of God. Started taking it back to him that you brought them out. You are the one that wrought all the mighty acts. You are the one that has made all of the promises. You are the one that have called them your people. Lord, you, 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 you. It's amazing. It's amazing. And for me, 
this is lesson 101 on how to pray return God's promises to him and in returning God's promises to him remember remember we must be obedient because it is when we are obedient we are a special treasure before him and in the position of obedience we can return God's words oh Lord you have said if I obey you I will become a special treasure I will become a special treasure you know one illustration I usually have in mind and I share from time to time when I'm opportuned or put in a situation where I have to share it. If I want to solve a mathematical problem, I cannot carry a French textbook. It must be a mathematical book. Same thing goes with the Bible. If you want to understand all information and even the deepest of deepest details on how to be a Christian, then it must come from the Bible and the Bible alone. This is how to pray. Return God's promises to him. And now if you must return God's promises to him, then you must know what he has promised. Then your prayers, then my prayers, will be according to his will. And if it is according to his will and we are a special treasure, then he would answer. We have that assurance. God is not man. Let's quickly finish up. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain, and the two tablets of the testimonies were in his hands. The tablets were written on both sides. On one side and on the other, they were written. Now, the tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. My. The one thing that came to my mind when I read these um, verses was Moses saw the handwriting of God. <laughs> wow. He saw the handwriting of his maker. Now, I want, I want to express, just express, look at your environment. Wherever you are, look at your environment. Look at the things God has created in one word they are perfect perfect is just that one word now if we see perfection in the creation the sun the firmaments um, um, the trees animals even yourself as a human being if you see this amount of perfection how much more is handwriting Wow, that's the first part. Now, the second part is God wrote. We read in Genesis the account of the creation. We read that God spoke and things happened. Don't you think you'd have, anyways, I was about to say, don't you think you'd have spoken? Yes, he did speak. But the children of Israel rejected and said, no, 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 we don't want to hear, we're too afraid. 
Here, he could have told Moses to write these commandments. No, but he wrote it himself and he engraved it on stones. He engraved them on stones. This is so significant. Don't forget, don't forget. In the crossing of the Red Sea, God commanded Moses as he commanded us, have a book of remembrance. Write out all of the testimonies of the things that I have done for you. I hope you're still keeping your book of remembrance and writing testimonies. For testimonies, they are strength to you. So yes, God could have commanded Moses to write these commandments in a separate book to make it special. There are so many things he could have instructed Moses to do. But no, he himself engraved on tables of stones. That shows importance. That shows permanence. It cannot and it will never be changed. And when Joshua heard the voice, sorry, when he heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, it is not the noise of the shout of victory, not the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. So it was as soon as they came near the camp that they saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Then he took the calf which they had made, burned it in fire and ground it to powder. And he scattered it on the water and made the children of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? He didn't blame the people. He blamed Aaron who he put in charge of the people. Oh, parents, I hope you see how much you are responsible for the actions of those God has blessed you with. The ones God has brought to this life through you. You are a leader. Oh, and you must guide. Your work of righteousness must not be done like you are the only one. You must lead the ones who God has put under your care. So Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us a good, make us a God that shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me and I cast it into the fire and this calf came out. This is a lie. Aaron here 
in defense of his wrong action of which we have seen his parents do it his parents i mean adam and eve where they were trying to defend their wrongdoings oh did you eat of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden and eve said no the serpent then adam said no the woman you gave me not trying to assert they are wrong and we see aaron do the same thing here it's, it's not my fault yes i'm a leader but you know how stubborn and evil these people are and for that reason i did this then he added what we say in nigeria some salt and pepper into the narration i said as he put the gold into the fire boom a calf came out that's it, like he molded it do you own up to your wrongs or is pride not permitting you to see and accept that yes i am wrong and i've done wrong and i plead for mercy oh father help us now when moses saw that the people were unrestrained in brackets for aaron had not restrained them to their shame among their enemies then moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said whoever is on the lord's side come to me and the sons of levi gathered themselves together to him and he said to them thus says the lord god of israel let every man put his sword on his side and go in and out from the entrance to entrance throughout the camp and let every man kill his brother every man his companion and every man his neighbor so the sons of levi did according to the word of moses and about three thousand men of the people felt that day this doesn't include the number of women that's a lot then moses said consecrate yourselves today to the lord that he may bestow on you a blessing this day for every man has opposed his son and his brother now it came to pass on the next day that moses said to the people you have committed a great sin so now i will go up to the lord perhaps perhaps i can make atonement for you sorry perhaps i can make atonement for your sins then moses returned to the lord and said oh these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a god of gold yet now if you will forgive their sins but if not i pray listen blot me that is moses blot me out of your book which you have written wow what an advocate what an advocate in these verses that we have read we don't need to see any more or let me put it this way 
the sure consequence of disobedience is death. The sure consequence of the violation of the commandments God has given to you and to me and to everyone who professes to be a follower of Christ is death. Thank God we have an advocate in heaven who is pleading for us. A better advocate even than Moses. Jesus Christ our Lord. And also we are reminded here that a book is written. A book is written for those who are called by the name of God. The question is, is my name written there? Is your name written there? And the Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. This nullifies the belief of once saved, forever saved. I cannot say, oh, I have accepted Jesus Christ today and continue in sin. With this text that we've read, it says, whoever sins will be blotted out. Not whoever confesses to be my disciple, but whoever sins will be removed from his book. Now, therefore, go lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sins. Now it's interesting. Are they dead? Yes, they are dead. But God then says, In the day that I will visit for punishment, I will punish them for their sins. Meaning, that death wasn't a punishment. I mean, the killing of um, the ones who did not come on the Lord's side by the children of Levi. No, there is a punishment even after that. Oh, the Bible is so packed. The Bible is so packed, revealing to us truth over and over and over again. Now, what truth am I getting here? After this death, it would mean that there will be a second resurrection where judgment will take place. Of which after judgment takes place, then there will be punishment. Let's round up. So the Lord plagues the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron made. The sure result of disobedience is death. Let no man be deceived. If I, if you, sin, our names will be blotted out of his book. We'll be blotted out of his book. A word of encouragement today will be coming from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19.
we have been pleading for truth. And God is revealing to us truth faithfully. Now it is our responsibility to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Presenting to them the truth that God has freely given. As we are freely given, as he has freely given us. We shall freely give and spread to all nations around us. Do have a wonderful day. God bless you.